one of my most popular guests makes a return today, and we're going to talk all about her home county of Waterford. Whether you're planning a trip to Ireland this fall, next year, or even in the next few years, it always makes sense to begin with a plan. The new My Ireland Vacation Planner and Journal follows the exact steps that I use to plan my own Ireland travels and tours. It has four sections, planning, itinerary, travel tips, and a journal, and it leads you through each step of creating the Ireland trip that you have been dreaming about. You'll find easy to use worksheets, loads of advice, and fun journaling prompts to remember your magical Ireland vacation. You can learn more about the planner and buy at irelandfamilyvacations.com backslash Ireland planner and use code podcast 10 for a 10% savings. Hi, thanks so much for joining me again here on the Traveling in Ireland podcast. So she is back. I had so much terrific feedback when Cloda Fitzgerald, a Falcha Ireland certified guide, joined me to talk about her home of Kinsale, that I knew I had to have her back to talk about County Waterford, which is where she grew up. So if you missed Cloda's first appearance on the podcast, go back to episode 107 and you can hear all about Kinsale. So Cloda, thank you so much for joining me again. I know this is going to be fun. You are more than welcome for the the purpose of the audience. You missed my jazz hands there. I did that. (laughs) And uh, yes, I was speaking with you not so long ago about Kinsale. If you have listened to it, you will note that fabulous was my favorite word. So hopefully I have a new word for Waterford, but (laughs) I can't guarantee that. So, uh, yeah, I'm a... uh, I'm a Waterford girl, born and bred, Um, and I suppose as a child and a teenager, I couldn't wait to get out of the place. And as is always the case, you think there is nothing to do, nowhere to go, nothing happening. I'm not giving it a very good sound right now. (laughs) No, I'm not, but... That was as a teenager. So, you know, when you look at it, when you go away from a place and you come back and I, 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 I visit Waterford on a very, very regular basis these days, you reacquaint yourself with things that you had forgotten about and uh, you discover new things that you didn't even know about. So it is all about, you know, getting out there doing a little bit of self-exploration and it is the perfect menu for what you guys can do in the event you come to the sunny southeast on your vacation. And you know I have I have fallen in love with the southeast of Ireland. My family spent a great chunk of time there the last time we were there and really got to to get down and explore quite a bit. But what I want to touch on first is that For years, Waterford has really been known as the home of Waterford Crystal. Um, I think that that is really probably one of the least interesting bits 
of the the city, the county. Um, what do you think about that statement? <laughs> well, I would have to disagree with you, unfortunately, because would you believe my very first job ever uh, was as a tour guide in the original Waterford Crystal Factory. Now, many, many, many years ago. And I suppose when you think Waterford, you think Crystal. And uh, in many ways now, that is not necessarily a bad connection to have, albeit it has kind of moved on to a different chapter in that story, as it were, because... Um, the original factory is no longer there, but uh, the brand still has a presence worldwide. So you can still learn all about it. And again, I can see where you're coming from that you might say it's not the most interesting thing, but it is an incredibly skilled craft. They all have to spend years of apprenticeship to learn their trade, whether it be blowing, whether it be cutting, whether it be engraving it. And do you know what? It is a great badge of honor for our, for Waterford, um, for it to be to be sold worldwide and still revered and collector's items in, in some situations. But I can see where you're coming from. Not everybody. Well, I, I will say that, you know, we did stop in and to see, especially the large pieces. I mean, like you said, the skill that goes with that is incredible and man those things sparkle like nothing else but um, so do the price tags jody so they sparkle like, like nothing else there is a uh, there's a mirror in there and uh <laughs> i regularly say to people go and take your picture in front of the mirror because you look an awful lot better when you hear what the price tag is the price tag for the mirror i think is something like thirty-four thousand euros and it's like, oh my God, you'd have more than seven years bad luck if you bought if you broke that. But um, it we really old of our girls, and they were, you know, they were, you know, tweens at that time. We're just like, nope, you're staying very, very close. close. I don't care if you are old enough to handle yourself. Um, yeah, don't touch anything. anything. <laughs> but but um, beyond Waterford Crystal, um. Waterford City itself has so much going for it. As the oldest city in Ireland, they have so much history. And that Viking Triangle especially, I think, is really spectacular. That really is the hot spot for Waterford. It's, it's where everybody goes to. And, you know, it's, it's a lovely place to start your exploration of the city because it's a very accessible city on foot. Um, you know, if you park your car in one of the car parks, you can walk from one end of the city to the other in half an hour if you're, you know, going from A to B. But when you travel around, kind of, you turn a corner, you can find something that you, you don't expect or that you weren't anticipating. And that's kind of nice, too, that you don't have to plan things. You can just go for a wander and see what it turns up because it is such a historic city. So in around the Viking Triangle, that would be, as we say, the hotspot. There are any number of things that are interesting. You have the likes of Reginald's Tower. So if, for example, you were to watch any news broadcast from the southeast, 
Reginald's Tower is the is the iconic structure that comes up and everybody knows, okay, they're in Waterford. Um, they have, the tower itself is back from, you know, 10th century. It was a mint, it was a prison. It is now obviously a museum. And uh, embedded in the exterior walls, you have a cannonball from the 15th or 16th century. So you can kind of make it interesting for smallies or kids if you have them, you know, to try and find what's interesting from that respect. Around the corner, they have a replica longboat. Up around in Greyfriars, they have um, an incredible craftsman who has carved this, the Viking Slayer sword. It was effectively a huge tree that came down in some storm and it has been carved and decorated in an incredible manner. Uh, and again, it's a great selfie spot you know, to have your photograph uh, taken with uh, or by the, the Viking Slayer sword. And the other thing about the city at the moment is that I suppose for years I would have considered Waterford as being, I'm going to say drab, I'm going to say dreary, I'm going to say, you know, a little bit down in the dumps. But um, they have a fabulous art vibe. So any number of wall murals everywhere um, that just really brighten the place up. And it's it kind of brings a smile to your face, which is which is what it's all about. You know, when you when you find some little delight on a, on a corner wall or a gable end somewhere that is uh, that wasn't there the last time you were there. So it it's about rediscovering. And I suppose with with all that has gone on in the last two years, we are far more aware of what's around us and you take more notice of what's around you. Um, when you're visiting, of course, it's a different story because everything is new and you're, you know, you're beagly eyed going, oh, look at this. Oh, look at this. But I think that's the joy of that is that when you visit a city that you know, like the back of your hand, or should I say, used to know, like the back of your hand until you discovered that some of the streets that were two way are now one way and you're going the wrong direction. It's not that much fun, but um, it really is. There's there's always stuff to learn. There is always stuff to learn. So it's, uh, you just have to be willing to, you know, step out of your comfort zone, I think a little bit. Well, speaking of stepping out of one's comfort zone, I know that when a lot of people travel to Ireland, they have in mind the history and um, kind of the antiquity, you know, getting into a pub for a great session and things like that. But something that has really been coming along and you're seeing more and more of in Ireland are the greenways. And the Waterford Greenway uh, opened in 2019. It's what we call in the States a rail to trails type mm -hmm. of project. So it used to be a railway line. We rode that in 2019 as a family. It's an amazing ride, absolutely stunning. And for those who want to know more about the Waterford Greenway, uh, refer to episode 43, where I talked with John Purcell uh, right when it was opening. And there's so much great information in there. But that Greenway really kind of gave the county of Waterford a new, put more eyes on it almost. It, it gave people, not only tourists coming in, but people across Ireland, a new view of the county. 
But it actually even gave locals a new view of the county, a new way to experience their county, because what had previously been a disused railway line since, you know, gosh, 1967, I think, or something like that, all of a sudden became a corridor for, um, I'm going to say, a green activity, you know, like cycling. And what it meant as well is that you could experience your holiday with your kids on a bike, not be worried about them getting knocked down or run over or, you know, that you were you were out in the countryside, you were seeing all the scenery, your parts of it, you're traveling along with the river shores on your right hand side. And, you know, you're going into all these little towns that when you travel by car, you're bypassing them because they're they're now no longer on the main road. So towns like Kilmacthomas or Port Law, you know, that have kind of, I suppose, capitalized on that because you now have little coffee stops or you have other little, you know, detours that you can take off them. You can go and visit, you know, Mount Congreve Gardens would be the classic. It's uh, such a fabulous there's that word for the first time this time <laughs> do apologize but it really is it's uh it's a joy to be able to access all these different visitor attractions in a very i'm going to say old-fashioned way right it, well, and like i said we wrote it um at home we are uh you know we are you know regular bike people we actually rented electric bikes for that ride and so that made it just really relaxed and so much fun for all of us um and then the the bike hire that we used which was uh waterford greenway bike hire um they came and picked us up and brought us back to waterford so we rode one way it was it was an amazing amazing day and and it it did it took most of the day but you know that's just one one experience you're going to have in Waterford. And I know that you have some other really great ideas for experiences in Waterford. It's a, it's a big county, right? <laughs> it, is, it is a huge county. And, you know, first and foremost, uh, it is called the sunny Southeast. And that is not a fallacy. That is not a made up tale. It does tend to be nicer. Uh, the fact that it is down on the coast, any number of um, beaches, walks, hikes, trails. But if you were to head out of Waterbridge City, heading out the opposite, not West Waterbridge, you're going kind of East Waterbridge. So if you head out towards Passage East, you can take a, um, a ferry from Passage East across the river, it's the estuary really at this point, it's where the shore opens out into the sea that would bring you across to Wexford. So that opens that. up a whole, a, a whole different avenue of things to do. Uh, out in that part of the country as well, there is a beautiful little pub called Jack Meads. And Jack Meads is situated under one of the old kind of I'm going to say a rail a railway bridge, although I don't know that it was actually a railway bridge, but it's a real oldie worldy pub that is just perfect. There's a pet farm there. You could spend an afternoon there. They have little hikes, they have trails, they have walks. And again, you can 
you can feed and water your family before you move on to your next spot. Continuing on from there, you can go out to uh, Cheek Point, and that would bring you out around by Faith Lake House Hotel. Really, really nice hotel, lovely golf course. So if golf is on your cards and restaurants, if you're looking for a seafood restaurant, McAlpine's in Cheek Point, people travel to it from all over, most especially locals, I have to say. So when it's popular with the locals, you know it's good. Uh, and that would be one thing. So when you leave then and you come back through passage, you would come along by uh, Woodstown. And Woodstown is actually where I spent most of my childhood. Big two mile long sandy beach, lots of woods, lots, lots of trails, lots of hiking, lots of horse riding. Um, in fact, that was where Jackie Kennedy visited and spent six weeks, six weeks on vacation in Woodstown back in, again, 1967. Um, so very, very popular there. Um, going along the coast, you're going out to Dunmore East and Dunmore East would be, oh, we used to live in Dunmore East as well. It we is based sorry. ourselves there and, oh, such a, it's, it's one of those precious little picture perfect towns yeah um lines of thatched roofed cottages yeah. beautiful cliff walk really great ice cream store for the mm. stroll down every night um and a great base it was really terrific for us and in fact that's where they filmed um you will have heard of Maeve Binchy the Irish author that's where they filmed one of her movies it was called Echoes and that was based in, in Dunmore East. So that was all filmed there, as you said, the, um, the thatched cottages. That's also where I got married. I had my wedding reception in the Haven Hotel in Dunmore East. Not that, your, nice listeners, little, not nice that your listeners need to know that. But, um, great. Well, they do now. Um, I'm still married to him, by the way. Um, uh, great swimming spots in Dunmore East. So you have Lawler's Beach, you have Councillor's Beach, and up in the upper village, we call it a village as opposed to a town, but uh, the upper village by the Haven Hotel, when you walk through the park, there's a pathway down to a little cove that everybody swims in during the summer, uh, which is really nice. And you know, it's a working harbour. It's one of the fishing ports. And again, it's always lovely to walk along the bull wall, along, along the pier where all the, um, the, the fishing trawlers are. It would also be quite a popular uh, cruise destination. So some of the larger cruise ships would come in there and they come in on tenders and go off on all their trips. Um, but then when you continue around the coast, you get to Tremor. And Tremor, I suppose, is, we call them hurdy-gurdies. I don't know what you call them, like amusement parks and bumpers and dodgems and all that. So very, very popular uh, in the summer months. Uh, always busy. An amazing beach, all in capital letters. And water sports there are just, you know, they're in a... They're in a level of their own. So if you were a surfer, anything like that, there's any number of surf schools that go along the prom there. So that is 
you know, one of the places. In fact, any number of really nice Airbnbs, there's hotels, there's guest houses. Uh, you can, you know, you, you have your choice of accommodation. When you continue on from Tremor, you're coming out along an area of coast known, the, known as the Copper Coast. And the hint is in the name, because back in the 1800s, that's where they would have mined for copper. So there's quite a bit of industrial heritage out around there. Um, you have uh, a site known as Tankard's Town, where you can see the old copper mines. And in fact, that area, the Copper Coast, between, well, I'll say between Bonmahan and almost as far as Dungarvan. So it's about 25 miles there or thereabouts. That's the area known as the Copper Coast. It's a UNESCO geo world or no a unesco world geopark mm -hmm. so uh if you're interested in all that industrial heritage you'd find all of that in the visitor center there and again the scenery is just amazing blow you away and blow you away most especially at this time of the year because uh it's rather baltic at the moment with us but uh it does get some really, really fabulous weather. And it's, it's you know, beyond Tremor, there's small little coves and small little villages. So if you're, sw if you're a swimmer, albeit you may not want to brave the Atlantic, but uh, you have, you can swim in Tremor Beach, you can swim in Men's Cove, you can swim in the Gillamine. There's any number of places that you can, um, you can, be aquatic and a mermaid or a merman as the case may be but um then you get as far as Dungarvan. Dungarvan would be the county town of uh county waterford and all out around that area you have the likes of ring on rhine it is in irish or gaelic as you would say and that's a gaeltacht so an irish speaking area so you ring you have helvic where everybody you meet for the most part will go about their daily lives speaking Irish. It's also where I actually went to Irish college for seven years on the trot. And summer school for us would be, um, you'd go to the Gaeltacht. It's kind of a rite of passage as it were. And it's how you go about putting, as my mother would say, a little bit of a bloss, which means a shine on your, on your spoken Irish. Um, so you go to school, you learn Irish, you play sports, you do activities. You don't really do an awful lot of Irish speaking, but, you know, you pretend you do. Um, but that's all very rich in, in, in that area out around Dungarvan. And I have to kind of go on a little bit of a flight of fancy for you next, because I think anybody who comes to Waterford should do the next little bit that I'm going to suggest. Um, there is uh, Lismore, uh, you may know or you may not know, is one of the suites of crystal that they make in Waterford Crystal. So the name actually comes from Lismore in County, in County Waterford. Lismore is the location of Lismore Castle. Uh, it is home to the Dukes of Devonshire. It's there since the 12th century. So anybody who's been worth their salt down through the years has been there. Presidents, rock stars, you name it. Um, 
they say that uh, one of the previous owners would have been Sir Walter Raleigh. Uh, we're going back to the 1500s. Uh, Spencer apparently wrote his poem, The Fairy Queen on the Yew Tree Walk there. And it really is, it has such a commanding location over the River Blackwater in Lismore. It's, it, it makes you catch your breath. Um, now you would need to be, you can't actually visit the hotel or the, the castle, you can visit the gardens, but you can stay in the castle. So if your budget stretches- <laughs> You have to have a really nice budget. Your budget stretches to about 80,000 euros for a week, then 17 or 18 of you can stay and you will have- uh, <laughs> You'll have your own butlers and your own staff. So, I mean, that is really how the other half lives. But uh, there's always an aside because you can always do, do it kind of, there's always another way to do it. So you can go into Lismore Heritage Centre's beautiful little historic town and you can, uh, you can do a VR which is the virtual reality. So you can go in and it'll make it look as though you're in the rooms and what the castle looks like. So that's actually quite nice. And you hear all about the, uh, you know, the lords and ladies and, you know, rags to riches and all those stories. But uh, I have to say it, it would require an awful lot of dusting. And, you know, I don't <laughs> think castles are, are my thing. I wouldn't be a great housekeeper, but um what I love about down around that area, there are two other things that I would say people shouldn't miss. And uh, one of them is, I'm going to call this that it's, you know, families back in the 18th century would have had illusions of grandeur, right? So it's like keeping up with the Joneses is what we say. So bear in mind, you have this incredible castle uh, and it's right in the middle of Lismore. But just before you come to Lismore, in a, just before you come to a town called Capaquin, there is a place called uh, Dramana, D-R-O-M-A-N-A. -A, and uh, it is the strangest gate lodge you have probably ever seen. It is this Hindu Gothic uh, little bridge our gate lodge over a bridge. And what it is, is um, Dramana House back in the 12th century would have been kind of lords and ladies. And in fact, it would have been my ancestors, the Fitzgeralds. They would have been the Earls of Desmond. And uh, long story short, come forward a couple of centuries and one of the family, the Villiers Stuarts, got married and he married this woman. They went off on honeymoon and his tenants built this wooden gate lodge, covered it in canvas and in papier-mâché to welcome them home. And um, the new bride and the husband came home and they were so enamored with this that they actually built the gate lodge. So now you have this Hindu Gothic gate lodge with kind of copper roof and it's, it's just like being in the middle of a fairy tale. It really is. It's like being in the middle. You go just to see this bridge. Well, I would go just to see this bridge. Now, you can go to Dramana House and they do have gardens. I'm not going to say it's not worth it. If gardens are your thing, off you go. But I would go just to see the bridge. And then the other side of Lismore 
is another um, is another place called Ballysagart Moor. So as you come into Lismore, you hang a right and you follow the signs for towers. Mm -hmm. And again, this is another story. The Kylie ushers again back in the 1830s or whatever. It's trying to keep up with the Joneses or the brothers, as the case may be. Your man, um, Kylie Usher, gave himself a double bar barrel name to make himself sound awfully posh. Uh, but his wife wanted the castle that her husband's brother lived in. OK, Strand Kelly Castle, which is kind of down the road. And this guy used used to say that it took him four and a half minutes to walk from the dining room to the kitchen. And she wanted a house to, you know, match this. So Kylie Usher built these really, really extravagant towers and a bridge and an entrance and a gate and then ran out of money. <laughs> so, but he did build were amazing. They, they are were. So, they are. So amazing. incredible. They are amazing. It is so not what you expect to see, but it is such a beautiful walk. It really is. There's a little waterfall up behind the up behind the, the lodges. No, they are in ruins, but you can walk in around them. And it is just gorgeous. But I, I like to think that it's kind of these people back in the 1830s or 40s had illusions of grandeur. And uh, they were a little bit above their station, but we won't. But so I would say that is a fabulous. I've said it a second time. Um, <laughs> I do apologize. A really, really good day out because you could spend the whole day Capaquin, Lismore, Ballysagart Moor, and you could have your lunch and you can go back to wherever you're staying. So um, th those would be, you know, there's you can go up the Cumra Mountains. I mean, the list goes on and on and on we don't have enough time i don't we don't think. we don't because i'm i'm gonna pop in a couple of things that we found um one of them was the Golstown dolmen yeah so uh it's this amazing dolmen from about 3500 bc and you know the great thing about the Golstown dolmen dolmen is that in so many places when you encounter a dolmen of this size they're roped off. Well, this one sits on private on private land. There's like this little side entrance that you go in because it's it's available for you to see, but you can actually stand next to it and inside of it. And you really get that that oh my gosh, how huge is this thing? Because a lot of the times you're looking at them and you know they're big, but you don't know how big because you're just not that close. So nice. I love this one because you can really just get up close and personal with this dolmen. And I think that is absolutely amazing. And then you mentioned the mountains. Um, there is, so there's a waterfall back in there. That's that right. Park um, at yeah. And walk to, and it's a, it's a bit of a hike, but also back there is a magic road. Okay. And, Tell me more. And that's fun because so what a magic road is, is it's an optical illusion. It looks like you're going uphill when in fact your car is going, going downhill. Down. So yeah. you put the car in neutral and it rolls and it forward. Rolls. Yeah. But so it, you know, but just because it's an optical illusion and that one goes fast, I'm telling you right now, that one goes really, really fast. So that's it. fun too. <laughs> Cool. 
Cool. And that is, is that up near Coombe Shannon, up in the Cumbras? Yes. Ah, okay. I know where, I know, I know where you're talking about now. I know yep. where you're talking yep. about. Yeah. So that's, that's a fun thing too. So Excellent. you have, you have shared so many ideas. I know this has given people a different look at Waterford than maybe what they've, you know, seen or read or heard about. And I know there are more questions and people are going to want to know more. So Cloda, I know that you have an Instagram account. Yes. Uh, so do you want to tell people about that? Because I know they'll want to maybe follow along with what you're doing. I know you're you're always out and about um, learning more and doing more. So where can people uh, connect with you on Instagram? Okay, people can connect with me on Instagram under Cloda's Travel Tales. So all one word, and I'm sure you'll probably put that out there. Somewhere. I will link it in the show notes. Yes. Yeah. But um, I have a I have a wanderlust. I, I can't stay in the one place for very long. And when I do, I always have a camera. Uh, I have a phone. I have all of these bits and bobs and I'm forever taking photographs. Um, and what I will do is when you are putting this up, what I will do is on my Instagram, I will do a post about Waterford and there will be a photograph of everything I have spoken about. And yes. um, so they'll, they'll get to have a little look at that. But, you know, Waterford really is, um, it's in my DNA and um that is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, it's, it's a lovely, lovely city. And it really is, I think you have to leave it to realize what's there. Uh, and more than anything, no more so than with yourselves um, in the US, home is where the heart is. And uh, it's the people in Waterford that will make your holiday, uh, make your vacation. And my, my one thing I would say to everybody is make sure you get to talk to the locals. Make sure you take time to sit down and have that cup of coffee or, you know, have the chat or ask the question, tell them you're lost because believe you me, they are more, more than happy to help. So it's... Um, we're kind of a hospitable bunch. I think it's it's part of who we are, you know. So we talked about a lot, but I I actually I made you hold a few things back. Yeah. Because I always end the podcast with the question, what are three things you shouldn't miss in that area? So talking about Waterford, what are Ta three things, three things people should not miss when they visit Waterford? You'll need a car to reach some of these suggested locations, so I'm excited to partner with Irish Car Rentals to provide an unbeatable quote on your car rental in Ireland. Visit irishcarrentals.com and use code IFV for Ireland Family Vacations in the promotions box to save 10% off your car rental costs. Okay, three things they should not miss. The first is a blah. <laughs> I <And> guess. A blah. 
spell that one for us. Is the ultimate. It's B-L-A-A. So if somebody actually says to you, are you a blah? That really means, are you from Waterford? But a blah is a bread roll. And it's not just any bread roll. It has PGI status, which means it can only be called blah if it's made within or by one of, I think it's 26 bakers in Waterford. It is the floweriest, yummiest, most deliciousest, I can't even, there isn't a word deliciousest, um, thing you will ever, ever eat. And you eat it, well, I like to eat it with uh, fresh. They're always gone before lunchtime. Uh, so it's extra bread that bakers have and they turn into these bread rolls. Um, flowery, soft, fresh, um, better with hard butter. So you get more butter than you'd bargained for. Um, and preferably uh, Denny's ham. Now, I'm also going to tell you, it, this is a kind of a two and one because, you know, we gave you the rasher as well. You know that, don't you? Mm -hmm. The Irish rasher or you, that you get in your full Irish breakfast was also a Waterford invention. But that would be my first and foremost. So a blah. Do not leave Waterford without having a blah. Um, my second one is probably a little bit harder because uh, the gentleman in question that I'm going to talk to you about is a very hard man to catch hold of. He's a gentleman by the name of Sean Corcoran. And he is, best way to describe him is he is an Olympian of sand art. And uh, you can have an amazing I've seen sand him. I saw yeah. him working in Dunmore East when we were there. It was amazing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And it is a workout of all workouts. I spent three or four hours with him drawing this amazing drawing, you know, raking this amazing design that he had, you know, conjured up in his head and was able to view from with a bird's eye view. And you do it on the beach and then you have a picnic and you have a chat and then you watch the waves come in and wash all your work away. So uh, a sand art experience that is called peeling the onion on uh, an experience in Waterford that will stay with you forever. So that is Sean Corcoran and he is based out on the Copper Coast, actually. So that is brilliant. You could do that as a family experience. But again, that's all dependent on times, tides. And any number of other different things. As I said, he's a very hard man to catch, but uh, you would be able to hopefully do something like that. So that's that's way up there as something different, you know, that yeah, it's something you're not going to get anywhere else. You're not going to get anywhere else. So that is a, a perfect memory of the uh, the Waterford coastline. And my last one could also be my first one, and that would be a a trick and this is on horseback and this would be on wood in in Woodstown and Palace Equestrian um, is run by a childhood friend of mine and uh, Jill Connors we used to play cowboys and Indians because we lived next door to each other bareback on ponies over fences and jumps and whatever but uh Jill runs Palace Equestrian and you can do tricks from 
there that will bring you all around Woodstown, down along, you get a gallop on the beach, you will be trotting in the footsteps of Jackie Kennedy, um, because Jackie Kennedy, when she came to Ireland back in 67 and had her holidays there, Jill's dad would have been the gentleman who organized the horses for Jackie Kennedy. So horses are in her blood and um, the animals are all incredible. Um, and it is, that's just another experience for me. You know, you're alive. Um, now, I grew up with horses as well, so I suppose I'm a little bit biased, but uh, you could not or cannot find a better girl than Jill and uh, one of the girls that works with her, Kate, as well. So it's that would be another thing to put on. Well, and I know a lot of people, when they think about going to Ireland, they, they really do picture that horseback ride on the beach. Yeah. And, you know, in, in, in that instance, what I will say is that, you know, if you can't ride, you can't ride. Um, but it, it's not something that you just sit up on a horse and you think you can go off because there, there are levels of experience that are required. So it's, you know, their first and foremost care is for your, your safety. So, uh, you know, be honest with them and tell them your level of experience, but it is, it really is. It's, it's like gone with the wind. You can be, you can be, you can be Elizabeth Taylor on Black Beauty galloping down Woodstown <laughs> Beach. <laughs> now I am gonna, I am gonna add one thing because in all of our talking, we didn't mention one of my favorite places in Waterford, and that is Ardmore. Okay, the Round I, Tower. Yeah, I like the village of Ardmore, and I love that coastal walk. Yeah, from from Saint Declan's. Uh, from the original monastery all the way around all the, the way coast around. yeah to the to the cathedral and round tower i think is just spectacular so um loads of history with saint declan and ardmore there's there's a little you know argument what saint declan came before saint patrick you know a little bit uh, of they were compadres <laughs> It depends on who you ask, <laughs> but uh, but anyway, if you if you do like a really nice cliff walk, um, and you like the the towering spire of a round tower, or a really from, nice hotel, <laughs> yeah, and the Cliff House Hotel right there, really nice hotel, a really um, nice hotel, and a really yeah. great beach right down there too. Yeah. So um, Ardmore, I think, is a pretty special spot yeah. as well. Yeah, it's, uh, you know what, you can't beat it. No. You can't beat it. Well, you can if you come to Kinsale, but, you know, I've, <laughs> I've already told that story. Where are we going next, Jody? Where are we going next? Exactly. Where are we going next? Well, Cloda, I want to thank you so much for taking the time again today to, to share your spots in Ireland. You just have so much information and, uh, gosh, it's just always so much fun to talk to you. You know what? Anytime. The feeling is mutual. The feeling is mutual. It's always so much fun for me to have Cloda on the podcast, and I really hope you enjoyed this episode. You can reach out to Cloda on her Instagram. Just send her a quick message or comment on one of her images. She is more than happy to answer any questions that you might have about Waterford or Kinsale or pretty much any place else in Ireland. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please leave a five-star review at Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, 
or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you can't leave a review on your podcast app, leave a review on the Ireland Family Vacations Facebook page, or take a screenshot and tag me at Ireland Family Vacations on Instagram with a few kind words. I'm always available to answer questions or listen to your comments. You can email me directly, Jody, J-O-D-Y, at IrelandFamilyVacations.com. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, Slanga Folk.